And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Robert Knight. He's an author, and he writes for the Washington Times, Town Hall, One News Now. And Robert, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Well, thanks for having me on, Dan. I'm looking forward to the interview. We... um, I don't know. I came across an article of yours that describes how describes how socialism violates all ten commandments, and I got looking around. And I realized, okay, this is published in several venues here, and it's just a fascinating topic to me as a Christian who loves the law of God and uh, realizes that hey, uh, God has given us these ten commandments so that um, we can live right, (laughs) we can be healthy, and know his blessing. Um, So maybe you can get us started. Um, What's with this socialism? Uh, It seems like there's like a renewed interest in this, and to me it's like um, um, lemmings jumping off a cliff. (laughs) It kind of looks like that, doesn't it? Uh, And it seems to have come upon us so suddenly But the seeds were there years ago uh, with the whole idea of redistributing income and using the government to do it. You know, when I I used to think of the Ten Commandments uh, versus socialism, I used to think, well, the main thing is uh, the Lord warns us against envy, against coveting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's it's much more than that. Uh, Socialism violates every single one of the Ten Commandments. (laughs) And we can go through them briefly, and uh, I'll tell people why. Yeah, I would love Uh, to do that. Um, And that's where my head has been at, too. You know, obviously, um, the prohibition against covetousness and the prohibition against stealing uh, is there, but it's more than that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Just start right from the beginning. You shall have no other gods before me. Well, socialism is really an outgrowth of atheism. And socialism's offshoots are communism, fascism, democratic socialism, and national socialism, better known as Nazism. And they all enshrine the state above all other powers. So there's no room for God. In fact, God is seen as a competitor, uh, which is why these socialist uh, regimes go to war against the church immediately. The first thing Vladimir Lenin did in the Soviet Union in 1917 was start arresting priests tearing down churches, shooting uh, and uh, Christians, uh, yeah. uh, just trying to get rid of the church as, as a competitor. Uh, and yes. it's all because they worship something else. They worship man and, and themselves as man's leaders. It's true. It's true. And um, next on the list is, you shall make no idols. Yeah, it's very similar, because under socialism, uh, power over your fellow man is an idol. They worship Mm -hmm. it. Uh, That's why they're so obsessed with government, uh, more than most people are. Uh, And they're also obsessed with the idea of man perfecting himself. They they do take a clue from evolution, that we're always evolving to something new. And this is at the heart of socialist uh, orthodoxy, uh, because it goes back to the old... Thesis, uh, antithesis, and then synthesis mm-hmm. uh, view of progress. So you, you start with something, you challenge it with its opposite, and then you come to the synthesis. And that's supposed to be progress. Um, 
Uh, Hegel, the philosopher, came up with this, and it was uh, adopted by Marx and, and other socialist philosophers. And their whole idea is don't look to the past for anything, because we're always progressing toward the future, toward something better. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of their idols, that there will always be progress. Yeah, you know, and if people um, think a little bit about it, just look at the typical newscast and see what uh, what makes up those newscasts. It's like 100% politics, but life is so much more than politics. Oh, so much more. Um, and, of course, they give religion short shrift. Always. Uh, because a lot of the... A lot of the people in newsrooms aren't believers. I'm, I know. I was a journalist for 15 years <laughs> in mainstream media. Yeah. I was at the Los Angeles Times and Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel and other newsrooms, and I can tell you that most of the people in those newsrooms are far to the left, uh, don't believe in God, and are actually hostile toward Christianity. They right. see it as holding back progress. Right. This colors their coverage. Yes, it really does. Uh, another big thing uh, that we find in our society, and today we're talking with uh, Robert Knight, um, is that of taking the name of the Lord God in vain. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, you see it everywhere. You see it in literature. You see it certainly in the movies uh, where the Lord's name is taken in vain constantly. Uh, you see outright blaspheming of God and Jesus Christ in some of the leftist parades, like the gay pride parades. Uh, and that is, uh, it's actually strategic, uh, because if you trash something often enough, uh, people eventually believe it. And when you say that there really isn't anything sacred, uh, you, you take away God's special presence. The idea that he stands outside any human activity, uh, that he stands outside creation itself, and we have to answer to this this incredible designer and creator of the universe. So they have to knock him down a peg, or actually many pegs. Mm. Uh, and in that and in that way, they they think they're removing the threat that God poses to their socialist fantasies. Yes. Yes. And um, there seems to be um, a lot of activity where people just can't work enough or, or do their own entertainment enough. There's something known as the Lord's Day or the Sabbath Day, the Christian mm-hmm. Sabbath. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, increasingly as our culture became more and more materialistic, and by the way, materialism is, is at the base of socialism. Uh, because socialism says you don't have to worry about God. The only thing you worry about is this material universe in front of you, and you might as well uh, act accordingly and do what makes you happy. Uh, However, we know what's best for you, so we're going to construct a state to make sure we tell you what's good and what what will make (laughs) you happy. Uh, And this idea of a Sabbath day devoted to God, well, we've got to get rid of that, because that's a powerful reminder of, of the God of the universe. Yes, so, it is. Uh, yeah, so they, you know, they got rid of the blue laws, and they, they just started chipping away at it until Sunday became just another day. And, of course, it, it certainly is in communist countries, where there's the religion is official atheism. Yeah, and today we are talking about socialism and how it violates all ten commandments of God. And uh, th- this thing of the Lord's Day is a very important 
factor, and it will cause us to have, if we um, have a day uh, like the Lord's Day and, and, and honor the Sabbath, God blesses us, and, and we're a healthier society because of it. Um, we are. Yeah. And another threat to the Sabbath is multiculturalism, uh, because Sunday is a, is a Christian Sabbath that the entire nation uh, adopted because of our Christian roots. Right. But now you have other religions growing up in America, and they're demanding equal time. Uh, that that's why you know you now you see Christmas under attack and and Easter yes. <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but there, it won't be too long before the whole idea of Sunday as a special day of rest will be challenged uh, by groups that say, "Well, if you don't honor our equivalent Sabbaths, then why should you get Sunday?" Oh yes, <laughs> and that that's coming. I mean, you can yes. you can just see it happening in a less formal way. Yes, multiculturalism is not all it's touted to be, and it does undermine the Christian faith many times. Um, You mentioned uh, communist, I think you hinted at or mentioned communist China, how that, or maybe this was in the article, how that if people are going to church on Sunday, it helps the state identify those Christians and therefore persecute them. Exactly. In fact, uh, under the... Under the current Chinese administration, there's been a, a new crackdown on Christianity. They're uh, liberalizing for a time, and Christianity has been growing by leaps and bounds in China. There's yes. estimated 100 million Chinese Christians, <laughs> uh, and some of them are in the state-approved churches, and many are in the underground churches. Uh, but they've been trying to crack down on the underground churches because they realize this is a challenge to their authority. Mm. These are people who hold allegiance to something higher than the state, and communism cannot permit that. Yes. Well, uh, let's go on to the next commandment, that of honoring our father and mother. Um, Marriage and the family has been under attack for a long time, at this point in American history, it's severely under attack. Can you talk to that somewhat? Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that socialism, uh, starting really with the French Revolution in 1789, has been at war with traditional values of all types, uh, from having faith in God to having faith in marriage, uh, putting families first, uh Uh, sexual fidelity, that sort of thing. That's because socialism knows that if they can destroy the family, that will undermine churches, their main enemy, uh, and pave the way for a society where the individual is left without any support so the state can step right in and pick up all the pieces. That's why you see so many destructive policies that purport to improve human beings' uh, lives but actually work directly to undermine the family and Mm. marriage. And now we're at a point where even the idea of two sexes is under attack, (laughs) where it it all depends on gender identity instead of biology. Uh, Some states have even moved to allow people to edit their birth certificates Mm. and lie, basically put a lie in the public record. Correct. You know, if they're born a boy and now think they're female, then... By golly, they're going to put down they were born a girl, which is just, it's, it's, this is the, when the left says, oh, they're the party of science, you know, you got to wonder, if they're the party of science, why do they ignore science about sexual differences 
and go with feelings instead. Mm. Mm. And you know, so, but this is all very much geared toward uh, establishing a socialist state uh, to replace the family. It and really that's is. That's why they've got to get rid of marriage and even sexual roles. Today we're talking with Robert Knight. He's written an art written an article about how socialism violates all Ten Commandments. And, uh, Robert, I um, more more times than I'd like to admit, I, I've heard time and again how that the breakdown of the family uh, caused a young man to go off the rails, and he then started murdering people. And we've seen it recently here in America where the young men that were involved in the mass murder, they had family problems, severe family problems. And uh, if we get the family straight and it becomes a godly family with a, with a mother and a dad and children that grow up in a God-fearing family, the crime rate goes way down. Oh, it does. And that's why you see such chaos in America's cities where the welfare state has pretty much destroyed marriage among minority groups. You know, around 1980, something like 80% of black children were born in an intact family with a mother and a father. And now an equivalent number are born outside of marriage to single mothers. And the the policies that have led to this uh, are pretty obvious. Uh, If you say, well, you don't need dad in the household anymore, just, in fact, you can get checks for everything from housing to food and other support systems, if dad will just leave, uh, this was a a huge encouragement to single parenthood. And single parenthood is the single largest predictor of crime in a neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where where families are intact, you have very little crime anywhere in the country. Mm. Uh, So, you know, we've we've been at this for decades, Dan, and they keep shoveling more and more money toward programs that are supposed to fix things but uh if families don't come back together if marriage isn't valued yet again uh then we won't have citizens who are capable of uh being of having personal responsibility Mm. and not preying on others uh so it isn't just these mass murderers it's just happening every day in america's cities where you see if uh you don't have intact families you have a recipe for crime and chaos. Uh, and that leads us to uh, you shall not murder. Yeah. Uh, that, and, uh, of course, uh, the people who want to ignore this uh, are not are very sanguine about killing babies in the womb. Uh, they, they've decided oh, that's yeah. not killing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not killing. It's just a choice. Uh, even though science, which they say they value, uh, reveals that it's a unique human being. On, on any number of levels, and science shows that at the moment of conception, uh, you have a unique human being, and the development is, is seen uh, through imaging. Uh, you can't pretend it's not a human being anymore, and yet <laughs> they keep pretending it's not. Yes. It's a product of conception, uh, just a choice, just a blob. Uh, so they, they're ignoring you shall not murder, but they also ignore the, the clear commandment thou shalt not murder, because murder implies a moral position. If you murder, you're taking a life wrongly. 
But killing, uh, I know a lot of people prefer the thou shalt not kill to thou shalt not murder, but an indiscriminate thou shalt not kill defies biblical authority. It does. Uh, because, yeah, it, it, we're, we're told, Moses said, you know, if you take a life, you forfeit your life. That is right. And, uh, right, and so we're, there really has to be a difference between people who take an innocent life and those who punish those who take innocent lives. Otherwise, uh, committing murder is just, uh, on a judicial scale, shoplifting, mm. with maybe a few more years attached to the sentence. <laughs> so I, yeah. you know, capital punishment is biblical. Uh, you may think we're, we've grown b- beyond it, but uh, once we think we've grown beyond biblical wisdom, then we're really in trouble. Oh, for sure. Uh, we definitely need capital punishment, and we need it in accordance with the scriptural standards of of proof of guilt, of course, but um, it, it's it's needed. Oh, yeah, you have to be very careful. And here's the thing, uh, the, the opponents of capital punishment say, well, look at all these uh, verdicts that were overturned. And to me, I say, well, that means the system worked. They weren't about to execute somebody right. until it was absolutely without a shred of doubt that they were guilty. So the appeals process worked. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I, Nobody really likes it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's the Lord gave us uh, justice for a reason. Yes. And it's, it's not just a deterrent uh, for mm-hmm. people committing murder. It's also uh, in keeping with God's idea of the value of human life. It's so dear, you shouldn't even think of taking someone's life. Correct. Uh, an innocent life. Correct. Okay. All right, we've got a few more here. You shall not commit adultery. We've kind of addressed that with the other, with the talk about the attack on the family. Uh, the socialists have been promoting free love uh, ever since the French Revolution, as I mentioned. But you know, when I was in college, I did a study of socialism and I read a lot of the early socialist philosophers, and all of them preached free love. In fact, Frederick Engels, who was Karl Marx's co author, wrote an essay in which he talked about. Uh, that uh, men and women shouldn't be bound by marriage anymore and should be free to pick as many partners as they want. Mm. Uh, This is because he was uh, (laughs) running around himself. Both he and Marx were terrible to their wives and families. Mm. Uh, And it was convenient for them to come up with a philosophy that said it's okay to cheat on your spouse. Oh, yeah. But but it wasn't just them. It was all the socialists, because the socialists understood that if you undermine families, then you can build the state to pick up the pieces. Um, uh, then we move on to you shall not steal, and socialism is a classic form of theft, uh, taking from some and giving to others. Uh, the best definition I know of slavery is 100% taxation. Mm. That means other people own the fruits of your labor, whether it's intellectual or physical, whatever it is, uh, slaves have no rights. So if we're paying 50% in taxes so the government can redistribute it, we're half slave. That's right. You can look at it that way around uh, April 15th every year. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Marx said that his goal of communism was abolition of private property. In Mm. other words, the state gets to steal your property uh, in the name of a higher good. And that goes right up against the uh, the Ten Commandments, you shall not steal. Yes. We hear of tithing in the Bible, 
and that typically is equated with 10%. Um, and I know there's much that can be said about that. However, in my mind at least, um, when the state starts taxing more than 10%, it uh, is another example of how it has set itself up as God with a small g. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. The government shouldn't take more than God is demanding. Yeah. Otherwise, it's trying to displace God yeah. as, as the ultimate authority in our <laughs> lives. Right, right. Yeah. I love the idea of private property. Um, I'm not rich, but I... I, I think there's a principle here. We should not um, allow ourselves to fall into the comparison trap. If God does bless someone and makes them rich, we should rejoice with them. We should be happy for them. And if we are blessed that way, uh, then hopefully uh, we will share with others of our own accord, not have it extracted from us from some evil state, but will willingly give and help others. And so it's, it's a real healthy thing. Well, you know, you know Dan, in, in America, uh, before uh, this socialism uh, craze, the idea was to aspire uh, to be wealthy. Sure. And that you, you didn't so much envy the rich as America is the land of opportunity, and everybody, if they worked hard enough and put their best efforts forward, had a chance to be rich. Mm. Uh, so it was the land of opportunity. And now we're being told, no, no, it's a terrible place where race is the only deciding factor, where the rich got rich because they're evil and immoral, and everybody should resent them, and we need the government to move in and, mm. and take what they have yeah. and 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 give it out to all the people we like. I mean, it's really a, a terribly destructive philosophy that has overtaken uh, the left in this country. They're, they're, they've become unhinged, and I'd say they're, uh, at this point, they're pretty much close to communism. Yes. Because, as Karl Marx said, socialism is just a step on the way to communism, and if you look at where they eventually want to go, there's no stopping point. No, they, there isn't. They want the state to determine everything. So, uh, okay, I think we're down to the last one. Or no, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh, Marx wrote that the ends justify the means, hmm. uh, which means you can lie, you can cheat, you can steal, you can do whatever you want as long as it advances your uh, goals. Yeah. And so lying is just a second nature. And you see it in the media uh, a lot of the talk about the fake news is that the media are lying in order to promote their agenda, mm-hmm. and I have to I have to say that is the case. As a as a journalist myself, I'm appalled at the uh, the slanting stories to the point where they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point: uh, these murders in El Paso and Dayton. Uh, they they have played up the anti-immigrant rhetoric of the killer in El Paso. They played down his extreme environmentalism, his anti-corporatism, uh, some left-wing aspects. They, they don't want to talk about that at all. No. And with the killer in Dayton, who apparently was a left-winger, who said he liked Elizabeth Warren um, and was uh, into some very dark things on the left, they buried that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the you know, and I have to read the Washington Post every day, and uh, today's paper said 
Well, they figured out the El Paso killer's hot button was immigration, and they blamed Donald Trump for his rhetoric oh, against immigrants. Yeah. And in the same article, they said it's unclear what the motive of the uh, killer in Dayton was. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what do you mean unclear? They've uncovered all the tweets about how bitter yeah. he was and how leftist and uh, Antifa supporter, who is a violent left-wing group that wears black hoods and attacks people yeah. they disagree with. Uh, but the media are, are pushing all that away. That's and, true. And they're, they're creating a narrative that uh, advances their agenda. And that's a form of lying. It is. So they're bearing false witness. Yes. And finally, you shall not covet. Yeah, and that's the heartbeat of socialism is envy. It's they've got something you don't have, so you need us to help you take it from them. Mm. You know, on the street, if it's a guy with a gun, we call it robbery. Yeah. And when the government does it, we say, oh, that's just statecraft. Uh, that's just <laughs> uh, equality in action. Uh I don't think so. I think that the government's, uh, a- apart from extreme measures uh, and, and a safety net uh, that is there to help the poorest of the poor, people in emergencies uh, who fall through the cracks of what should be a very vital private safety net run by the churches and other groups, but they, uh, the government is, is doing way too many things. I remember Joe Sobern, the uh, old conservative who right. passed on, said uh, he was asked, what, what what do you consider unconstitutional in terms of government? He says, well, anything called a program is probably <laughs> unconstitutional. I like that. <laughs> it makes it easy, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> you know, today we've been talking with Robert Knight. Uh, he's an author. He writes for the Washington Times and Town Hall, American Thinker, Daily Caller, etc. And uh, I'm sitting here thinking... Uh, we ran out of time, but you know what? I, I think back to this old Westminster Shorter Catechism where it says, what do the Scriptures principally teach? And the answer is, they teach what man is to believe concerning God and what duty God requires of man. And uh, the Ten Commandments wonderfully tell the duty of man. And today, Robert, I want to thank you for applying them to the whole problem of socialism. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Dan, and I hope people realize that uh, when the socialists are out there uh, promoting their agenda, every bit of it can be taken apart and looked at and found to be in opposition to what God has told us in the Bible. It is mm. that direct. Yes. It, it's, a, it's an anti-faith. It's a false religion and uh, ought to be seen as such. Amen. Robert Knight. Dear brother, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Dan. God bless your ministry. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.